0: Chicago
1: Bears make Chicago, Chicago, Chicago Bears. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Decipio Bears podcast. The Bears Always Kyle Morris and Mike Donahue. How are you guys doing?
0: Mm. <laughs> Do
2: a lot doing better now, good,
0: I guess. For uh, victory Wednesday, I guess. Compared to uh, how we felt three weeks ago, yeah, I'm I'm on cloud nine.
2: Yeah, um, I think I'm doing the, better uh, than the Minnesota Vikings are because I mean, have you guys been following how much drama that loss to the Bears has already generated for that team.
1: Is that because their ace quarterback looked so good?
2: Well. Um, Feelin oh I, yeah. Feelin very came as close to just shading Cousins publicly as he could. He he, he basically said, you know, there there are going to be games where you can't run for 180 yards and that's when you have to actually hit those passes. <laughs> and then uh Cousins apparently apologized to Thielen in the locker room for playing like oh. a Meanwhile, Stefan Diggs is just not showing up to work anymore. So okay. they got they got a lot going on up north. That that game was a real breaking point for them.
1: I would say it couldn't happen to a better team, but there's one there's one there's one team it would be even better if that happened to. But that's fine. Yeah. So, um, do the Bears have they signed a backup quarterback yet? Or are we just rolling with Chase all by himself in London?
2: I. It sounds like Mitch must be doing. Better than it looked like he would be doing at this point because he's traveling with the team to London. And I would think – I'm trying to remember when Mitch got hurt last year, when exactly – how many days before the game they added Tyler Bray to the active roster because that's all they'll do. Yeah. So, if they're going – I mean, they must think Mitch must be able to play in a pinch if they haven't activated Bray yet. So Yikes.
1: Maybe Bray can't get off – yeah you know he's he's probably got a shift at the Verizon store this weekend. He's gotta find somebody to pick up his hours. I mean it's not that easy he's gotta guys. give yeah he's, you know, he's got two weeks <laughs> well, he doesn't want or he doesn't wanna quit the job because you know the bear job might only last a couple of weeks. I mean he's got a whole thing going on yeah, that's tough. Oof. but yeah let's just uh <laughs> let's rap chase Daniel in bubble wrap. He kind of plays like it anyway um but if he goes down although when they announced that the emergency quarterback was Tariq Cohen there's a pretty substantial part of me is like oh I'd like to see that <laughs> maybe a morbid part of me but it's like oh that would that would actually be kind of cool probably, I mean, probably detrimental he, to winning but still kind of cool
2: is he any shorter than Chase Daniel I don't know he he could probably pull it off so how short Daniel is Chase Daniel, Daniel? I swear to God, Chase Daniel has the football helmet equivalent. Uh, Remember how it looked like Juan Pierre always had the, like, (laughs) T-ball padding helmet over the... Chase Daniel looks like he has the football equivalent. That guy's helmet looked too fucking big for his head. He's got the... Every time.
1: Has he got the Mark Kelso? Remember that rubber cap they put on top of... This is how they used to deal with concussions in the old days, gang. Take the normal helmet, and let's just put, like, a rubber thing on top of it. And then that'll protect him. <laughs> that'll do it. Let's not worry about that. <laughs> yeah. I have
2: the faintest idea who Mark Kelso is. You're, you're going to have to date that reference.
1: Well, Google him, Buffalo some, Bills. Google him, and when you see every picture of him, you'll see that he literally had the great gazoo helmet. And
0: well, he, yeah, did Kelso all? He also had like that sort of puffy thing on the back of his shoulder pads, on the back of his neck, right? Didn't he have like one of those? I, I can't even describe it. If, if but I, that's the it's. Springs to mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If, yeah, I see it. I see it. Yeah. All if, right. If
1: Sport Mart sold it, Mark Kelso wore it. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Kelso. Sorry. No, that, What was that, it? Th- I mean, that, they literally put like a rubber thing on top of his helmet, and they thought that was a good idea. It was the '90s. I mean, it's lucky. It, it's a good. It's amazing. Everybody didn't die
2: in the '90s. So, I guess so. Before we we spend, I think, forty minutes giggling over the the deconstruction that the defense put on the Vikings offense I are, are we going to pretend there's a quarterback controversy do we need that to get the, James the going? Daniels
1: oh there's a controversy in sense that you've seen them both now and you're kind of like Bleh. <laughs> this yeah. guy? I did yeah, I I did, cool. I did tweet non sarcastically though that it It felt like the Bears put their backup quarterback in, and all of a sudden they could run more different kinds of plays. (laughs) Like, okay, we know he's not going to throw the ball more than 15 yards in the air, but we can do this and this and this. He's actually going to see it. I mean, his physical limitations are evident, but there were certainly things I think Nagy felt more comfortable with with Chase in than he would have with Mitch. The problem is if a play breaks down, it's broken because that dude is – he might as exactly. well start yeah. digging a hole and get in it.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I think he also he knows that he can he can in a situation like that, game. I think he trusts Daniel not to turn the ball over more than he trusts Mitch. Yeah, I think so. So there, there was a bit more of a willingness to use the pass at as a run. You know, to just like throw it thirty times, even if you're only getting four or five yards. Per but I think he's a little worried that if he asked, if he were to ask, uh, you know, Mitch to throw it that many times, a couple of them are going to go the other way. But yeah, I, I mean, obviously, there's not really a controversy. They're going to have to ride Mitch if they have any hopes of winning a title. But it is kind of depressing to see how quickly and decisively, at least, Daniel does the grip it and rip it stuff that Mitch just doesn't do. Like yeah. th- there's one wide open guy on every play. Nagy is pretty good at, at getting guys open and Daniel at least found that guy. So I don't know. Maybe Mitch can someday grow up or grow down to be Chase Daniel.
1: <laughs> well, and from a schedule standpoint, I mean, it's never a good time to lose your starting quarterback, but when you lose him, you still manage, you lose him right away, but you still managed to beat what we thought, we still think it's a pretty good Vikings team. Then you get the Raiders. Then, so you get... A bye. You kind of get a bye. And then you actually get a bye right after that. So, and then the schedule. Yeah, then you, then play. you play real teams after that. But at least there's somewhat of a... Soft, although there was a similar soft landing last time. They got Lions and Giants and, and could only win one right. of the two games.
2: Well, and it's one of those things where it's like, Mitch has got to stop... Uh, He's going to stop getting hurt before the softball games, mm-hmm. you know, like the Giants game would have been a great time for him to pad some stats last year. And the same with this Raiders game that that was going to be his breakout game this year. He could have had his chance to, you know, put up some big numbers, get people to breathe easy for a little bit. And he, he keeps getting hurt. So now he's going to come back against the surprisingly solid Saints defense. I mean, their offense hasn't even been. Even wow. before Breeze got hurt, they were a little off, and that defense has been surprisingly stout, considering mm-hmm. how bad they were for most of last year.
0: That's true. Saints, then Chargers, Eagles. Is, is any Lions. Line. Yep. S- sorry, Kyle. So oh, no, they- you're
2: fine. I. It got really quiet all of a sudden. I was worried both of you cut out on me.
0: No, I was just looking ahead beyond uh, beyond the. I don't want to look. I don't want to look past the Raiders. Although, you know, my uh, my non scientific impulse is that it's always good to play a team, especially a mediocre team that's coming off a win. So I was happy to see the Raiders beat the Colts. But oh, that would be rendered moot when you got to get on a plane and fly into Heathrow. But you know, I don't want to look past it. But they should win. And then you're right. We've um, got some uh, you've got some competition for uh, the end of October and into November. Yeah, especially even,
2: if I, even if I believe that trap games were a thing, I don't think Khalil Mack is going to let this no. be a trap game. <laughs> that guy is fucking bloodthirsty. Like, I made a crack about it on Twitter all this week, but... You know, usually you get real canned answers when you ask a guy about playing his former team. You know, there's oh, this is not anymore. special, yeah. it's just another game. All the matter is getting the win. Yes, Khalil Mack. He's like, if I fucking hate them. I'm going to, to end them. Yeah, exactly. He's not even disguising it. I was. <laughs> and they must pay. So yeah, I, if I were for Derek Carr, I would. get to see a lot of three steps this week, I think.
1: So do we think it's weird that? The the Raiders are already in London. The Bears aren't even leaving until Friday. It made me wonder if uh, Vaj McCaskey told the NFL they would be there on Friday because she thought they were going to have to take the Queen Mary over. Do we think maybe that's (laughs) I've made that trip. It's tough, guys. It takes a week. It's like, uh, no. Uh, Virginia, there's there's airplanes (laughs) now. Remember Charles Lindbergh? It's kind of like that, only we all get on the plane.
2: You know Would, they, didn't go up to, they didn't go up to Denver until Friday, and I feel like honestly the the light bit of jet lag is probably less of an issue than the atmosphere. So if it worked out in Denver, I don't know. Are they?
1: But is 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 thirty six hours enough time to acclimate to the fog? I mean, I don't know. I'm no meteorologist. I'm worried.
0: Oh, bears are one and zero in the fog. It was getting foggy Sunday. It was, but
2: not on the field. We save that for Buddy yeah. Ryan. That's right, New Year's it, Eve. Okay, so I think we do. We want to talk about the Roquan Smith thing yeah. and how yeah I was going to say indignant them. the Sun time is that the Bears are refusing think, to say what's actually going on with him. Yeah,
0: yeah. My, I, I, can I just jump in because I I, I did something yesterday that I usually criticize others for. And I, and I retweeted an article out of angry indignation that sometimes has this article and they had the summary and I didn't read the article. Right. I saw, I I forgot how it was pitched in the, in the Twitter, in the tweet. I basically said the, the the part that me and a lot of people, but I was particularly indignant was, uh, you know, the fans deserve, the fans have a right To know, and so I tweeted out some outrage that that's just ridiculous. That's a stupid mindset. Fans don't deserve shit. You know, you can come, you can take it or leave it. You don't have to root for this team. Um, And then today, I actually linked on clicked on the article, and the first thing I saw was the writer was Mark Potash. So it wasn't even like some, you know, I I thought I thought somebody's going to have this take as somebody, you know, young and obscure and just just trying to sort of. um, Get some attention. So I guess I should have been surprised. And and I actually well, read been the been first. Rick. I read right. Well, it, I think it would have been highlighted if it w- had been calendar. But then I read the article, and it was even worse than yeah. how it was teased. It was just multiple references to what the fans deserve. It was just absolute, just absolute pandering pablum. Um, and I guess I shouldn't be surprised because Mark Potash is, you know, he's a provocative jackass and just to have that take we don't, we don't, you know you don't know what's going on I, and, and just to throw that out there just ridiculous well i think it's rooted what bothers me too
2: is that i think the the underlying assumption of the article like that is that i mean it sounds like it's possibly a mental health issue or you know depression issue and i think the article is almost saying the bears need to tell us that so that we can immediately dismiss that as a valid reason for him to miss time. <laughs> and I think that's bullshit. Like if the guy needs, you know, whatever's going, going on, he needs yeah. his time. I mean, he needs we, his time.
1: I mean, we don't know what it is. It could be, it could be a sick family member. It could be, we have no idea what it is. And, um, it just it is responsibly
2: really Ben's divorce. I mean, yeah,
1: I think we're all still reeling from that. Um, <laughs> And then, of course, some very reliable source on Twitter gets a shot of a wrecked sports car, yep, right in front, right in front Briggs. of their place. They're like, "Oh, this is Roquan's car," and he was three o'clock in the yeah. morning and he was drunk and blah blah blah. Yeah. Even to the yeah. point where people were like taking it and and retweeting it at Lance Briggs, going, "Do you have any advice for Roquan?" Which I really thought was yeah. actually really funny. Um, yeah I, I
2: had to say yeah, I laughed at that and I retweeted that before I realized it was bullshit but I had to laugh at the Lance Briggs jokes too. Like I, I like other. the people that were looking
0: I like the people that were looking at the grainy aerial shot and saying Oh, yeah yep, that's that's Roquan that looks just like him until somebody on Monday <laughs> when the you know when the
1: police station was you know open for regular business got a hold of the police report and it was Roquan is not linked to that car at all. And it's like, oh, well, I guess that was bullshit. Oh, well, well, that was fun
0: for twelve hours to, you know, <laughs> besmirch well, the guy, right? And, and apparently, Mike Davis also—I uh, guess his father died. Is that right? Did I hear that? Yeah, he was a so. Was a late so yeah, I mean, you know, it could be any number of things. You don't know, and if it is, then what? You know, yeah. if, I mean, we know by now. We would know by now if that's what it was, but you know, it comes back to nobody owes the fans anything.
2: Yeah. Uh. But anyway, no, with Roquan being out, I have to admit, I was actually feeling a little bit of trepidation going into that game. Down Hicks, down Bilal, Next, down yep. Roquan Smith, and Dalvin Cook had been running wild, and then it just yep. didn't fucking matter at all.
0: No. <laughs> oh, you know, man. I, I... I, 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 I I remember, I think I made a comment in, in uh, before the season started, and I said, you know, Kwiatkowski, not a great player, but he was very, you know, pretty serviceable last year. I said, well, if that guy, you know, he was on the bubble going into the season. And I kind of took that to be a good sign. If a guy like him is on the bubble, then the defense is, is, you know, in pretty good shape. And boy, did they prove that between some of these guys coming out of the woodwork with Kwiatkowski and Nick Williams, and, you know, I don't know who else. It's just, uh, I, uh, you know, this defense is deep. Well, and and this
2: is again a place where, and and I'm not trying to slag Vic Fangio, but the game plan again Pagano is a dude who seems far more willing to mix it up and blitz and do different things because uh, I felt like Quitkowski got exposed a lot last year because Fangio likes to rush four, he likes to drop eight into coverage. Um and you know, with the front four the Bears have that's usually enough, but especially in that week one game against Green Bay last year, Rogers figured out pretty quickly in the second half that he could just go to whichever guy quickkowski was covering and get an easy completion. Right. He went he went hard at and Pagano. Well, he sent Kwiatkowski, you know, on ins- on on blitzes quite a lot, <laughs> including the, the one that everyone was retweeting where he just uh, Absolutely, uh, used Davin Cook as a weapon and just
0: <laughs> threw him in a shield.
2: That was amazing. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, Magana was like, "Okay, well, maybe dropping into coverage and running with the tight ends not your thing. That's fine. Just go after the quarterback. We'll figure it out." So, um, you know, I really thought the game plan on defense was was incredible. And um, man, the 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 waves on waves on waves that they have on that defensive yeah. line. It's actually what, what gives saying. me the most. It's what gives me the most hope for this team if they are going to do anything in the postseason. Because the two teams that have won with the worst quarterbacks in the last you know ten years or so those those Gi- Eli Manning Giants teams and that the Eagles team that won with folds the way they won is on the defensive line. It's not just that they had four really good linemen. They had eight. They were eight nine deep on that defensive line. And if you can just keep getting after that guy and just subbing those guys out and just keep going after the quarterback, you know, that that's a real equalizer in a lot of ways. So that's the one thing that really, the fact that it doesn't really matter who they have in there and and who you choose to, you know, maybe double, there's going to be someone free every, almost every down. So they're, they're so deep and it's very impressive.
1: Well, with a franchise that everybody compares everything to the uh, – maybe you've heard of this team, the 85 Bears. Tell me more. Switching defensive what? coordinators you know, from a great defense and all of a sudden you've changed coordinators. Right. The last time that they dealt with that was Buddy Ryan left and the great Vince Tobin came in. And this, yep. and you can kind of make a parallel to Vic leaving and, um, and Pagano coming in but it's almost reversed because the 86 Bears with uh, Tobin were a much less menacing defense, but they were really good. They actually gave up fewer points than the 85 Bears (laughs) did. They just (laughs) did it in a way that seemed less, you know, dominant, whatever. And so this year it's almost the opposite of that. They went from Vic's defense, which was undeniably really good, to this more aggressive version of it, which is – honestly, just more fun to watch whether or not it ends up at the end of the year being as effective. I think it probably will, but it just seems so much it's, it's like uh, in this tortured analogy, Pagano is buddy Ryan and Vic is Tobin.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, Fangio and I, you're seeing this with the struggles he's having in Denver. I, like I said, I like Fangio. I think that he's an excellent teacher. I think so many of the guys on that defense owe their development to him, but as far as like an in game tactician, he's one of those guys that and he's very much Lubby was the same way. When when they get the pressure they want to get with their front four, they look great. But when things aren't going their way, they don't have a lot of answers. They don't have a lot of things to switch up to. And Pagano has been far less predictable, I feel like, and has been far more willing to to turn up the heat when he thinks it's warranted. So, you know, I'm not gonna say he's better than Vic, but it, it's definitely it's more fun to watch, that's for sure, because you don't know who's coming each time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I God forbid, I do any homework. I should have looked this up before, but I don't know if it happened last week for Denver, but through the first three weeks, the defense didn't have a sack, a sack or, or a turnover. turnover, and I don't know what they. I don't know if they got one against the Jags, but. I mean, for Christ's sakes, I mean, everybody thought that was that, you know, Fangio would go and there's some, there's a lot of really good raw material. They don't have a complete defense in Denver, like certainly like he had with the Bears, but there's a lot of really good pieces there and they've done nothing over the first month.
2: Yeah. And, and again, it's because I felt and I felt like he did this against the in that game against the Bears. You know, if if Khalil or if Von Miller and Bradley Chubb were able to just get home, I'm sure the things he's doing would look good, but it, it, they don't have a lot else besides those guys, and he doesn't seem willing to you know to blitz or to do anything to compensate for that so he's 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 kind of set in his ways, so they did in fact get it looks like one, three, four they got five sacks
0: all right, against well, the, the Jaguars, all
2: so. right so he's so he got that part of it fixed, and they fill a lot so. There,
0: there is that. Well, yeah, because once again, the defense let him run right down the field in the last drive of the game.
1: Well, you can't stop Gardner Minshew. You can only hope to
0: continue. <sighs>
1: That's right. <laughs> I did love that guy in college, but mostly because of the terrible mustache the, the, and uh, the mustache, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's it's nice to see a completely unheralded rookie. Actually, it's Mike Leach's first quarterback to have any. It's only been three weeks. But at least he's had some success in the NFL. Leach hadn't had anybody before that. Because I don't think Tim Couch counted.
2: Uh, yeah. (laughs) I'm kind of sad that the air raid revolution has happened so late. Because some of those, I would have, he had a dude his third or fourth year, I think it was at Texas Tech, named B.J. Simmons that, I would have loved to see actually get a fair shot in the NFL because that kid had a cannon and he was not afraid to sling it. That was, uh, like I said, Leach, the Le- Le- Leach had a part in his book um, where he talked about when they, they first introduced the the four vertical play into their offense. And he, you know, he said the first quarterback he had at, at Texas tech, which was actually, it was Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury. Um mm-hmm. But he was real. He was real hesitant. He wasn't. He wouldn't. He didn't love for four verts because he didn't love not having a check down or anything like that. But the the second quarterback he had, B.J. Simmons, he was like, he, that guy didn't fucking care. If the receiver wasn't ready, the ball would doink him in the helmet. He was going <laughs> to fire it in there no matter what. And I think the dude threw for like fifty four hundred yards. This was an. 2003 or 2004 when that number was really really insane. So, I would have loved to have seen that guy get a chance. But All
1: right, so that guy yeah, I like,
2: I like a lot.
1: Simmons probably isn't 40 yet. Get him on the plane. Let's take him to London. He can be the backup. Yeah. Let him chuck it. <laughs> when did When did
0: Leach stop coaching at Texas Tech? How long ago? Uh,
2: he had that big issue with fucking Craig James's kid. Yes. Uh, where he was allegedly locking him in a closet. Uh, which I still fully endorse, yeah. even if it was. True. If,
1: if that kid's anything like um, Craig James, he, sh- he should have gotten fired for letting right. him out of the equipment closet, not for <laughs> yeah. putting him in it.
2: So, uh, he got fired for that in like 2009, I want to say, because it was it was actually because, and I think he won the lawsuit. It was really because Texas Tech uh, had given him a big contract extension after they went 12 and one or whatever in 2008, the year. Um. Oh, who was the receiver for the 49ers? Michael Crabtree had the big catch to be Texas. They gave him a contract extension, and then they decided they didn't actually want to give him that much money. So they were looking for any excuse to fire him and get out of it. I think it was 2009. And he's been at, he's been at Washington State for – he took a couple of years off there in the middle. But I think he's been at Washington State for five or six years now. Yeah.
1: So I, in between, that was he was rumored to uh, be interested in the Illinois job. God forbid they would have wanted to have hired him instead of the sterling bunch they had pre-Lovey and including Lovey it's Tim Beckham oh, God went
0: At least they had, at least they had 4 years
1: of Ron Zook brilliance that they can
0: hang their hat on I'm I'm I just want to say I'm I'm not a big Illinois fan um, I'm fine with him I'm largely ambivalent, but uh, I'm sad that Lovey's not having more success down there. It looks like it's not gonna happen. You know, I don't have hard feelings good. towards Lovey.
2: On the other hand, his beard is phenomenal. So and it I is. was actually I'm ready for I'm ready for Illinois to fire him and I would really I'm looking actually forward to the part of Lovey's career where he gets to be the elder statesman on all the stupid bear stuff, because I would so much rather listen to him than fucking Wani or any of the rest of them. Oh, so Lonnie, I, Lonnie. yeah, I, I'd bring, bring Lovey on, let him talk about the bears. Oh, I'd love to listen to Lovey talk about it.
1: I do not understand what Lovey did that, or what Lovey, what Wani did that got him into the, some sort of quasi acceptable Football Uh expert in Chicago, it's I just I I can't take anything he says seriously because he's a fucking moron. It's like we know he's a moron. We lived with it. Why are you talking to us? Stop it! Ever I
2: I said once it was the it was the football equivalent of when people keep trying to rehabilitate George W. Bush as not (laughs) being that bad now in comparison. But like, no, no, believe me, that guy should not be allowed anywhere near the Bears franchise.
0: Still but it just proves my point that ever since 85 you don't even have to be a member of the 85 bears you just have to have played for the bears or associated with them and no matter how much of a mess you've made of things uh your image over time will get rehabilitated yeah, because not only did
1: Wani kill them as the coach he was the he was the per, he was personnel. the head of personnel for almost ah, the entire yeah. time and that's Let's where see. he did even more damage it's like just yeah. we know you're an idiot you just go away and, and anybody who foists him on us on the air I just I don't understand it I don't understand who could possibly be entertained by him either like people we, are like oh we, what's what's Wani got to say I gotta tune in right.
0: this. was he solely responsible for the drafts or is that something that he, like he and Rod Graves and later Mark Hatley, like did he is he the one that drafted Todd Sauerbrown in the second round mm-hmm. Pat Riley that same draft uh I mean, not even getting into the first-round bust that they had. Like
2: I've read a lot. I've read everything there is to read about that era of the Bears, and they all—they all, they all rather... constantly. Everyone, every one of them, tried to throw the blame on the other guy. I. It was a. It was a brain trust of them. Plus, Mike McCaskey was always interfering before his uh-huh. own mother finally fired him. Yeah, but <laughs> I do believe. And and and. Lonnie was was the most wanted candidate at, in '93. Yeah, I mean, he was. It was a big deal to get him. and That turned out to be so. Crap. They had to give him. So he had final say on the 53 man roster. I, yep. I don't know if that made. Uh, and it, supposedly, I, at the very least, he was the driving force behind the Rick Meyer trade. So for that alone, yeah, he,
0: that's for sure. I know that that had his fingerprints all. Yeah, over and it. he was he was very excited
1: about. He thought they got such a steal with Pat Riley. You drafted yes. a guy with a torn ACL in the second round. That's genius.
2: <laughs> did he play? Jer- did he play safety? Because if so, that's stealing Jerry Angelo's bit. <laughs> Nothing like three injured safeties. So,
1: so they are. Okay. So, I, we talked last week about how disappointing it is. That the London game is being played at noon our time. It's just a, a tremendously missed opportunity for early morning drinking and watching all right. the Bears. Claudie Mary is at 9. And we determine we know why. It's because the, they're playing a West Coast team and they weren't going to make West Coast yeah. fans watch a game at 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, but given how, how terrible we all thought the Raiders were going to be, they probably have already won more games <laughs> than we thought they were going to. But they are. Yeah, I
2: really. But they what are. What are they? Two and two?
1: Have they won yeah. two. Yeah, they're two and two. Jesus, yeah, who them, the hell they, they beat
2: be, besides? Uh, they beat Fangio they beat, and we yeah, and they beat the Colts this week. So, oh, wow. Yeah the the Good. fighting Jacobis. Um Good. Yeah, honestly, I honestly I don't know that they've won more games, but I if they unless they go over and twelve from here on out, they've they've got me beat because I, I would have yeah. said two and fourteen.
0: Uh
1: huh. Well, they're screwing up their chance to get Tua. That's all they're doing.
0: <laughs> For you know, I'm not sure
2: he's the one I most want out of that draft, anyways. But I don't know. I like the kid from Georgia. I like Jake Fromm. Yeah. Maybe Pace will be trading up to get this time in the spring. We'll, we'll have to see.
1: No, he'll trade up I'm, to get he'll trade up to get the third best quarterback. That's yeah. that's his that's his move. So Justin Herbert, Which come been on been down. It.
2: You're the next. Which is my from Oregon, but the yeah. Herbert kid. I don't. I've not. I've never been impressed with that guy. I don't understand the the love he gets, but he he gets it nonetheless.
1: Oh come so. on, you can't go wrong with an Oregon quarterback. When has that ever failed? Yeah, just ask uh, Joey
2: Harrington and uh, Marcus Mariota. Achilles- what about or, uh,
0: Dan, what about Dan? Fout- oh, he was Oregon State. Never mind. No, oh uh, no, Dan Fouts. Yeah, if you go back to Fouts, um, then yes, he was a duck. Yes, okay. he was a duck.
1: Achilles Smith was the Beaver.
0: <laughs> Achilles no, Smith. So so Achilles- far we've got two references. Achilles- we got two references. To the '99 draft. Tim Couch has already been thrown out there, and we've got Achilles Smith. No,
2: Achilles, Achilles Smith was Oregon. Oh, no, he was. He was. Um- that's he weird. was... Joey Harrington was his backup. So, mm. they... Okay. Yeah. They had quite the run there. Yikes. All
0: I right. like that we mentioned the two two quarterbacks from the 99 draft, neither of which was the Bears quarterback. <laughs> let's, not mention, let's not mention that name.
2: Well, I don't know. But if we fucking rehabilitated Wani, I'm sure that guy's going to end up on a post-game
0: show. <laughs> Cade McNown. Oh, no. I can always talk. What would have <laughs> happened if he. Who
1: was it that separated Cade's shoulder? Was that Hugh Douglas? He got. He got uh, Jim Hugh Miller. Douglas, Hugh,
0: Hugh Douglas got Miller in the playoff game in 01.
1: Yeah.
0: I thought it was an eagle too that planted Cade. It, it, it was. It wasn't was an eagle was in a regular game season game in 2000. Yeah, I think it was and Hugh that, Douglas who got
2: Cade too. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think it was that guy.
1: That, yeah. Was yeah. The beginning, um, that was the end of that Bears dynasty. Was Cade yeah. separating his shoulder? Otherwise, <laughs> that was going to be Super Bowl after Super Bowl. Pretty
2: sure, about once a, pretty sure about once a year, Cade Mcnown logs in on an alternate account and leaves an angry an angry comment on my blog post. <laughs> that I about him, because. Every now and then, I'll still get an email address i an email on the, the that email address. It's like you have a new comment. It's on that article, and you know, it, knows,
0: it might like, actually. This is going to be kind of obscure. It might be his mom because he might recall she made some news back when he was in Chicago defending her son. Somebody made the comment that she looked a lot like uh, you know local WMAQ TV newswoman Carol Marine. I think Terry Bores made the comment, like, but yeah. So his mom might be fighting his battle still.
2: Yeah, maybe,
0: I don't know, because
2: I, I, I've gotten a lot of comments on that over the years, because I think it's like the fourth or fifth, or at least at one point it was the top. It was on the top, like the first page of Google results for Dave McNown, and I got a lot of our students <laughs> basically like, well, he's a better quarterback than you. And I was like, well, you, you got me there. All right. That's close.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you've got, that's better than mine. I'm, I'm currently, I occasionally get harassed by Cub farmhand Donnie DeWeese's mom because i, I th- really i yes i made fun of donnie mostly because i think his name is funny and she did not like that very much and um, <laughs> and then i i threw his name out again uh a couple of months later and immediately i got a response from her so,
0: oh, wow. so i have to be nice to donnie <laughs> <laughs> did he come back to the organization by the way start a sidetrack to this but went to the role. i think i think that comes to actually welcomed him back I could could be wrong. Did they
1: release him and no one else wanted him? Because that I can believe.
0: Yeah, sounds.
1: Now we'll find out if Donnie's mom listens to the podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Phone's gonna start blowing up.
2: Is there anything else from Sunday we feel worth mentioning other than we talked about both Nick? Uh, Yep, just the depth on defense. I thought it was interesting that um, with Taylor Gabriel out, it seemed like the majority of the snaps and targets actually went to Javon Wim instead of Anthony Miller. So I, I'm really starting to wonder if Miller's just in the doghouse. because He does not seem to be part of their game plan no matter what.
1: Yeah, I mean, he got, we had, what, two receptions? Not a lot, just a couple. Um, I did think it was nice that the Bears had adult-sized wide receivers for most of the game. I think that's that's yeah. nice.
0: True.
2: I mean I, I like Javon Wims. I think he's an interesting player. I think he, he deserves more opportunity. It's just interesting to me that with Gabriel out, it seemed like he has already passed Miller in the pecking order, which is not exactly what I was hoping to see from last year's second-round pick that they gave yeah. up a lot to get. But.
1: We did get the uh, – Short yardage uh, handoff to Cordero again. Cordero. Yeah. Yes, didn't, didn't work. We're going to try that every week and see if it ever works. No matter what.
2: You know. Did, you did Cordero. It? Just don't do the stupid ass wildcat. Pull the quarterback completely right. off the field. Throw in another blocker and just run it up the goddamn side. If that's what you want to do, fine. But just don't because even. they,
0: the they snapped it. They snapped it directly to him once out of the wildcat, did they not?
2: They did and it yeah. it, it went Go immediately
0: off. for no game. So. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, if if they don't add Tyler Bray and something happens to Chase on Sunday, I mean that's what you're gonna see. It's gonna be Cordero and Tariq alternating you know, running all kinds of weird shit. Now if it happens when they're up thirty to nothing, that'd be cool with that. But uh If it's close,
0: it's not going to be very entertaining. It's uh, given me flashbacks to the game I went to in 1984 when uh, McMahon was out, Fuller got knocked out, third stringer, Rusty Lish, formerly of Notre Uh, Dame, not much of a standout. And he was so bad, and Ditka got so pissed off, and they were losing to the – they'd already won the division, but, you know, they were still trying to keep their edge on For a serious, at the end of the first half, uh, he actually had Peyton line up under center. He, he actually t- he took the snaps out of the shotgun. Um, it was pretty hysterical. I, I think he completed a pass through a couple incompletes, and then Lish was back there in the second half. But there were, yeah, well, there then there he, were. Then he dragged Greg Landry out of retirement, right? <laughs> well, that's exactly right. So after that game, uh, he never wanted to see Rusty Lish's stupid <laughs> face again. And they got the – Greg Landry, who, of course, had white hair when he was, like, 23. Because I remember I had, like, football cards from, like, the late 70s when he was with the Lions. Um, Yeah, Landry did a good enough job, so they actually finished the season, you know, saving some face. And Fuller came back, and they won the playoff game. But, yeah, I'd rather not see uh, any any kind of insane situation like that. But I also don't want to see Tyler Bray. So, let's hope –
2: Landry Landry was the offensive coordinator eventually. Yes, he was. He?
0: Yeah, he parlayed that one game into a, a job uh, as the unimaginative offensive coordinator under Ditka for a couple of years in the late eighties. Did so, he not yeah. also
1: play for the George
0: Allen version of the Blitz?
1: He did. He did. And then he got. Along, then the whole team got the... got. the whole team got traded to
0: Arizona. <laughs> right. Right, I remember that, like you know <laughs> I, a as a kid, right, like you're a kid right, I was ten or eleven, andy, you're about the same age, so you're gonna watch any sport that there is I watched you know college basketball, I watched everything, so of course, we're going to watch the and they were really good, they got Tim Spencer, they lured him away from from the NFL he was he was a premier running back out of Ohio State um they signed some of these veteran players, and they were really good, George Allen was the coach, and then it was like next year, all the players were gone and you know, uh, former Kansas City washed out, Marv Levy, who had yet to you know take over for Buffalo. All of a sudden, he's on the sidelines. None of the same players. Oh, yeah, they, they, they traded teams with uh, with Arizona, and all the good you know, Blitz actually had a good team that first year, and then they were you know pretty much useless. So yeah, well, not they only much swapped franchises. So um, I remember that as a kid. Uh, the
1: the Blitz also Tom Thayer played for the Blitz. He did. Um, That's true. And in 85, he played an entire season for the Blitz, and then he played an entire mm-hmm. season for the Bears, and I believe the Blitz played 18 games. So he mm-hmm. played, like, he played, well, he would have played 18 for the Bears, too, so he played 36 games <laughs> in a year. Yeah. That's good for the old body. The Blitz had one of my favorite all-time players, mostly because I was a kid at the time. It was a wide receiver named Trumaine Johnson, number two. Oh, I thought he was the greatest player ever. I think he was from grambling he was my i love that guy. I couldn't understand why um the Bears wouldn't sign him'cause he was gonna he was gonna you know catch two thousand yards worth of passes every year um he did play in the <laughs> NFL for maybe the bills um yeah but uh, Jeff Perlman wrote a book uh about the rise and fall of the u s f l that was really good and it details the the trade of the of the blitz to the Arizona Wranglers where they traded and they traded everything and George yep. Allen cuz he was a paranoid fuck took he took like everything he took all the scouting stuff he took everything so Arizona left their stuff in which was supposedly part of the deal they left that in Arizona but then he took all the stuff with so they had nothing <laughs> when they got to Chicago
0: and then they were terrible so can I just finish with my favorite George Allen story? Although it's kind of morbid.
1: Oh, I think I know what it is. But yeah, go ahead. You, you know how he died? Yes. He got.
0: So, he, oh, go ahead. He was. He was first. Of all, he was lured out of retirement to coach some Division two college in California, Long Beach State, or something. I don't know. He was in like seventy four years old. And he inspired the young lads to a conference championship. And it was late in the season. I don't know if it was a cold-weather city or what, or Northern California. They gave him the old Gatorade bath. And George Allen basically caught pneumonia and died. <laughs> so there's, yeah. there's, there's your hands. <laughs> I thought. laugh. That's great. But it's true. <laughs>
2: <sighs> okay.
1: He did all kinds we of have he did all kinds of dirty shit when he was with the Redskins. He was he made Belichick look like, you know, an amateur. He was taping other teams' practices and bugging the he would put he had put microphones in the locker room so they could record the pregame and half game, you know, talks and try to figure out, you know, if there was any actionable intelligence. I mean he did all wow. that stuff.
0: <laughs>
1: and he left every team. He would win where he was and then he would leave every team. Completely worse off by the time he left, he would have like he would have gotten rid of all your good players, and brought in a bunch of old guys that he, th- he could win with for a year, and then he would quit or get fired, and he would leave, and then you'd be stuck with the crap that he had put together on the <laughs> roster, and then have to completely rebuild everything. Other than that, he was great. Am I right? Then, oh yeah. All right, so let's look ahead to uh, to to London, which is. Uh, they're playing in the uh, brand new uh Tottenham Hotspur stadium. Stadium the construction was so well done that it opened a year later than it was supposed to. <laughs>
0: so, let's so so they're not playing they're not playing in Wembley then.
1: Nope, all the all the games from now on but they um the is Spur, this a, the Spurs an, an, owners, an Olympic stadium? It's the is it the I think it's Well, now I'm going to see. I should do research they, before They the
0: got games. To, Okay, they had the Olympics in twenty twelve. Is it? It's not one of those stadiums no, that they built. No,
1: this is brand new. It does look pretty. It looks like it's pretty cool.
2: Um, okay. It's the. Did you see where uh, where Eddie Pinero said that? Because you know he grew up a soccer player. He wasn't even a a football player until in college. I think his dad convinced him to, to become a college place aren't, kicker. Aren't
0: all aren't all place kickers soccer players at least up until high school or? Yeah. He, uh
2: yeah, he he said that that was the main thing he was looking forward to was just you know the top the hotspur itch. Oh, that was, that was what he was most excited about. the so. Oh, the uh, the Olympic
1: Stadium, the one they built for the London Olympics, is where the Yankees and Red Sox played. They retrofitted that for baseball. That's where the Cubs oh. and where the Cubs and Cardinals will play next year. Oh, that's right. So this is but this is different. This is a relatively brand new uh, stadium. State of the art, everything. Let's just hope a girder doesn't fall and hit Khalil on his way out onto the field. Um, just, just our luck. It's funny because usually when a when a team's starting quarterback is injured, Vegas won't put the won't put a line on the game right away. They will wait and try to figure out what's going to happen with the injuries. They had no such trouble with Mitch being hurt. <laughs> they just immediately no came clouds. out with a line. One that will would probably have gone down if if it turned out he could have played this week. Um, the Bears are favored by five and a half. Okay. Um, and the it's a home game for Oakland, but you know not since it's what 8,000 right. thousand miles away. I don't
0: think the the usual three points apply.
1: Um, and the over under is forty and a half.
0: So we came way under last week, I believe. Did anybody pick the under last week? It's thirty-eight. What was the
1: under last week. Thirty-eight. So thirty-eight
0: and a half. I think. Half. Did, I think I'm I, yeah,
1: yeah, I know at least I Kyle did.
0: I I, I, Mike, I thought you did. I thought I was the only one who went over. I, think I, I went twenty-four to fourteen. So I said we're going to either push or yeah, all right. so we be both slightly did. under. So you're right. You're right. I, I kind of went it, under. I,
2: thought I had seventeen to seventeen yeah. to nine. The final, which ended and up then
0: in also the. the Okay, and this is the fifth straight game the Bears are favored. And what are they uh, against the spread now? They're, they're two and two because they didn't cover against Denver. They didn't cover against the Packers. So they got a two-game winning streak against the spread. Yes, then. that's correct. Okay.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, but I think I'll take the Bears and the points again because I'm going to say twenty-three to thirteen.
0: Um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go under. I'm uh, I've got the Bears twenty seven to seven. Um you know, the Raiders I mean, I still can't believe they've already won two games, so it tells me that they've kind of almost met their quota. Burfect is out, right, for the season. I don't know how much of a factor that guy was anyway, so I'm at least happy that his psychotic ass not going to one of our Players, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take the Bears to cover, but I'll take the under. I, I just uh you know you've got Daniel under unless the defense goes off, that's the only way I see the Bears uh hitting the over if the you know, if the defense scores a couple touchdowns. I just don't uh, is 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 as you know, weak as Oakland is overall, I don't see um, you know, Nagy unleashing the beast that is Chase Daniels. <laughs> and uh making all the meatballs happy so bears in the under for me uh well i was
1: my original thought was um that there wouldn't be a lot of points because you know chase is running the show the bear defense is going to give up many but if we kind of go by what happened last year when he came in now he didn't have to bail out he didn't he started the The Lions game. They didn't score a lot of points, but they won, and they covered. And then they had that wild, that ridiculous shootout with the terrible Mm -hmm. Giants. Um, So I'm going to, I'm going to go, my original thought was 24-10 Bears. Um, And I think that's what I'm going to stick with. I originally, when I thought 24, I thought there's no way they can score 24 points, just because of the way they're going to play, but they can score that against the Raiders. So my question isn't so much that, it's Will Khalil Mack score?
0: That's oh, a good answer. Oh, I want to see it just to see what his celebration is going to be like. Because he's going to do, you know, the thing I love about him the most,
1: there's a lot to love about him, is the fact that he, he tackles the ball. He had a perfect example of that was his first sack of cousins where he literally just went after the, you know, he didn't even care that there was a quarterback there. He just saw the ball and went after it. Um so I'm going to say as ridiculous as it is to call a defensive touchdown, it's a complete crapshoot. I'm going to say that he will at some point simply rip the ball out of David Carr's hands. Yeah. And, or is it Derek? Which one is? It's God Derek. forbid I don't it's even know my Derek. cars. As soon as I said David, I knew I was wrong. <laughs> actually he's gonna hiss is how bad it's gonna get. He's gonna go in the stands and find David Carr and rip a ball out of his hands too. But no, he will actually he will do it in regulation to Derek and uh, take it in. Much like um uh, much like the uh, his Deshaun Kaiser strip in his first ever bear game, said this time he won't
0: fall down; he'll just uh, he'll just keep going. Oh, that's right. You know, ever since we talked about it last week, I, I've, I've just been dedicating a lot of. I, I keep coming back to the thought about how, yeah, he sacks the ball, and you know, we're in an age where we see a lot of questionable, you know, personal foul roughing the passers, and, and is is is. Just as fearsome as that guy is, and as aggressive as he is, it's so um fascinating that in the climate that we're in, where you know you can anything borderline might get you dinged, he he manages to avoid that, and it's just it's as much of a it's much of a valuable thing I think that he that he does. It's just it's such a special he's a special player. Obviously, I know I'm not going out on a limb. But, you know, he doesn't draw those penalties. in in this climate, you'd think the way that he plays with such reckless abandon that he'd, he'd rack up, you know, two or three every couple of the weeks. But he doesn't. He goes for the ball.
1: Maybe he's just very polite to the officials. Yeah. So they're like, ah, it's Khalil. He's such a nice guy. That's okay that he just took quarterback and planted him neck, you know, his entire head into the turf. That's okay. That's legal.
2: Did you, uh, Do we- did you see the the stat going around that he um, he literally has more pressures yeah. by himself since the start of
0: 2018
2: than the Raiders have as a franchise. <laughs> not he, just he,
0: more he, pressures. He's got uh, I, I saw that too. I wanted to reference that tweet and now there's no way I'm going to find it now. I think he's got like more f- turnover like, like even it's not just pressures. It's like everything like even more more quantifiable, uh, metrics that he's, he's outpaced that entire team since he's gotten there. Uh, you know, it can't be sacks, but I'd have to find it. I'm talking out of my ass otherwise, but you're I right.
2: Think, think he's, he's, done only, some things. he's only down like three sacks. Like he has, okay.
0: That's incredible. So, I mean, it, it, it's incredible for what Mac does. and also incredible that Oakland's so inept, but it just shows you the impact that he has. Yeah, I, it just, it, it all across the board, they have had only 18 sacks total since the start
2: of last year. He has 17 himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh. He has also forced them fumbles and they have forced eight. So he actually has out fumbled them or out forced fumbled them. So yeah, it's pretty impressive.
0: That. Uh- that trade was made right before training came, right before the season last year so oakland when well, they got two first round picks but they've only used one so far right
2: well they they got the they got a 2019 first just free and clear but in yep. 2020 it's a it's a pick swap so it, it's they get our first but for their second so if they have the kind of season we're expecting them to have it's, it's oh, basically yeah. you know with any luck it, it, it's a swap of like 10 spots. the, the Any way you want to put it, the Khalil Mack trade is is fucking highly robbery for the Bears.
0: Right. So, like, even if the Bears, best case, you know, the Bears are, let's say, 25th, 26th, but then the Raiders, if they're one of the five worst teams in the league. In your best case scenario, they're not number 32?
1: 32. Well, 32 teams, right. Super Bowl champ gets to pick 32nd.
0: Okay. So, yeah, even if they don't go all the way, they're going to be in the high 20s, very – possibly in the Raiders second round picks going to be, you know, probably mid, to, like mid to upper yeah. thirties. So yeah,
2: it's, it's wow. not going to be much of a, much of a, it.
1: well, it's, it's, yeah. it's always good to do this after we make the picks, but um, I meant to pull up the, I did pull up the injury report. I just didn't bother to read it before. So uh, from today, uh, did not practice Taylor Gabriel still was a concussion. Akeem with his knee, Bilal with his hand and Mitch has got a shoulder. Uh, Kyle Long was limited with a hip, and full participation today. Eddie Pinheiro, Trey Burton, and Roquan who they listed as personal.
0: Roquan's Roquan's practicing.
2: Yeah, he was back today. Uh, he, to play. he promised he's going to play. You know, I I hate to say it, but I thought the offensive line looked considerably better Without with Long. Larson and then Howard in there at guard than Kyle Long. I, he looks Long has looked bad this this year he well, he's slow and stiff he, i i wondering he, if he, he might really be dinged
1: could. up well he's i think he's permanently injured i mean he's had he he did it right every time he got hurt he he really hurt himself and uh yeah, yeah that's that's, that's not a recipe for a long storied career is to constantly be hurt he, and to have the hip thing one, I
2: think, hopefully though if if he ever does have to call it quits i think he can transition almost immediately into that that Lance Briggs Matt Forte group that just sits there and shoots the shit after every game and gets paid to do it. I think he's, I'd prefer
0: he replace Wani.
2: He's got a bright future as as one of those guys yeah. if he wants yeah. I think. Well I mean yeah. his,
0: his dad
1: does it. He he pitched at Florida State, so maybe he'll um um maybe he'll just be on marquee. <laughs> Is our new Cub analyst Kyle Long?
0: If uh, no,
2: they can manager, let's do it.
0: If if there was just a half hour of Kyle Long surrounding Ryan Dempster's head with punches, um, I will definitely subscribe to Marquee.
1: There is. I will post it with the pod somewhere on YouTube. There's a video of Kyle Long pitching, and it is it's really something. That's an was a very enormous man, uh, so I will post that yeah, with, the, with the pod.
2: He's cool. a big, he's a big dude. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope he, I hope he's not done. But like I said, the, there was a marked improvement on the offensive line last week, which is not really what you want to see when your supposedly Pro Bowl guard goes out. But yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully the week off did him some good, and he, he's back into something resembling his regular routine. Well, and those yeah, were – She he,
0: uh, takes two prescriptions. Go ahead, oh, what Kate's happened? son, Jack.
1: Got a video playing on my thing. Um, those were Coward's first NFL snaps, right, at a position that he typically doesn't practice at?
2: So and, and pretty impressive. Yeah, they were his first the guard anyways. Yeah, he looked pretty solid, and the, and the Vikings have a good defensive line. And yeah. those are those were not slouches He was going up against. So I was impressed. I really was.
0: If he was so, hit, were, were, we're both Coward and Larson taking snaps in Long's place, or uh, was Bobby well, Lattese sitting out? Then
2: I think Larson started, and then, and then I think he got hurt. Yeah, he got
0: hurt. Although, to the, minor, the
2: Coward. Was playing guard, which he'd never played before in the NFL, and he did a very solid job. I was, I was pretty impressed.
1: Chalk it up for Harry Heastand. He's got guys prepared to play positions that they don't even practice. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, so the Bears will try to make it four in a row, and then there's a bye. I don't know if we if if people do. Well, yeah, we can still do a podcast because we'll have to talk about. The uh, the Raiders. What game. happened? So uh, yep.
2: Oh, yeah, a, we'll, we'll uh, play to cover. I'll uh yeah Well, uh
0: two weeks of Saints talk. I suppose maybe we can uh yeah. Well, one whole week just talking about Teddy Bridgewater's gloves because those are those big Mickey Mouse hands.
1: That's really something.
0: We could, is, we uh, could... Bridgewater would go ahead, Kyle.
2: I okay, we could. Uh, since I know he's probably listening, we could we could mention. The Arizona Cardinals just to make our friend Tech feel loved, so. Mark. Yeah, I know. I know. Is I know. He's always desperate for someone to care that they exist, and we don't, but we could pretend to. So.
0: right. Remember two thousand nine. Hey, Bridgewater is he projected to? Uh, when is Breeze supposed to come back? Do we know? He's the, in the, the the minimum
2: timeline was eight to ten weeks from when he got hurt, which oh. was what week two. All right. so. It's going to be a while yet. And
1: that's a bad. So we're looking at at Teddy. A thumb injury for any quarterback is bad, but especially, you know, tiny hands, Drew Brees, that's, I think it's got to be worse for him. So. But we'll see. He'll probably come back and throw six touchdowns his first game back. But It will
0: not be against the Bears. It It will not be against the Bears, no. So. That, is, that, that is a little bit of a tough stretch there. I mean, you get past, I mean, again, not to look past the Raiders, but Saints, Chargers, Eagles. We'll see if the lines are still for real. I mean, anybody watch that game on Sunday against the Chiefs? That's that they're showing in Chicago. Yeah, it says a lot about Patrick Mahomes that I was like, "Damn, the Lions' defense played really well today, and they gave up
2: yeah. 34 points."
0: Well, but, they did. They had like four peanut punches. Yeah, it was.
2: It was. Uh, yeah, they they don't look anywhere near as. Bad as I hope they yeah. would. I'm
0: still as lot is lionish. Well, and oh, they, they had
1: they had the ultimate bad. Um, they had a they literally had the 14 point swing where they were going in to score. Yep, and there yep. was a fumble return a hundred yards for a touchdown by the Chiefs. Right. It's like ooh, that's a, that's awfully tough to overcome. So yeah, yeah, the Lions aren't as bad as I would like, but uh, we'll yeah, see what happens snope. by the time the Bears get them.
0: Right, maybe they're just one or two catastrophes away, some lion-esque catastrophes away from well, rendering that game.
2: The same, they kind of have the same game plan uh, on offense that the that the Vikings go with. They they really with they their new offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel, they really kind of want to. They feel like they want to be a run-first team, and so I think if the Bears can kind of take that away, Stafford hasn't been. That impressive, um, the Cardinals. So I don't know. We'll have to see, but that's that's a ways away. So anyway, well, yeah, like, here's
0: hoping this. Here's hoping the Bears are six and one when that happens. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, yeah. nice,
1: nice job, guys. We will uh, catch you up you. in a week and see what happens. Tally ho!
2: <laughs> Good night. Go Bears. Go Bears.
1: Yeah, go Bears.